When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. The Memorial Cup about to get underway in Kamloops. The Blazers taking on Quebec. They just had a couple members of the military rappelled down from the rafters at the Sandman Center. So that's game one tonight. Tomorrow afternoon, Peterborough against Seattle. In baseball tonight, Blue Jays and Twins. Jays have the lead 3-0. That is in the bottom of the fourth. Elks tomorrow, 12-30 countdown to kickoff here on 6:30. Ched. Game at 2 as they play a preseason game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The NHL's Western Conference Final will resume and possibly end tomorrow night with Vegas home to Dallas. If Vegas wins, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final will be Wednesday. If Dallas wins, then if Dallas wins the game tomorrow then Game 1 of the Cup Final will be next Saturday, June 3rd. Again, all Stanley Cup Final games live right here on 630 Chet. So uh, the Stanley Cup will be presented on these very airwaves. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you, my good buddy Cam Moon on the other end of the Certainty Hotline. Mooner, how's your Friday night? It's going pretty good. You're your... Uh... You're hurting for guests, eh? It's come to this. It has come to this, Mooner. You and me on a Friday night. That's that's how it's that's how it was meant to be. Well, you knew I wasn't going to be doing anything. Well, I don't know. There's no baseball for you to go to yet in the River Valley. Not yet. It's coming soon. Can't wait. <laughs> when do they start? Uh, early June. Early June. Okay. Yeah, so we're yeah. almost there. We're almost we're, there. We're almost there. I I am looking forward to it. Last summer was wonderful. Um, yeah, their first they start on the road, so their first home game is on the 13th of June. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into some hockey stuff, because I want to talk Oilers yeah. with you, and I want to talk about the Memorial Cup as well. Okay. Uh, for fun, because I'm I'm going to the Edmonton Stingers game on Sunday. And uh, the Stingers, uh, I think the Stingers and the Canadian Elite Basketball League overall have been a success story. They're into year five. They've expanded. They've solidified ownership. It's fun to watch. And as you know, sometimes these teams that aren't the NHL or the CFL don't last very long. Uh, So they've done well. So I I listed off. So this is the list we have from myself and from the listeners. Minor pro sports teams that no longer exist in Edmonton. And I've been asking our listeners who do you miss the most and why or do you have a story about the team or going to a game drillers skyhawks trappers cracker cats capitals fc edmonton energy chill rush aviators brickman roadrunners chimos sled dogs eagles and flyers whoa that's a list what about you (laughs) oh am i picking my favorite yeah just somewhere one you remember going to yeah sure 
Oh, it's not even close. It's trappers by a lot. Yeah, it has to be, right? It has to be. I went to so many games with my dad at old Ducey Park when it was Ducey Park. Before that, when it was called Renfrew Park. Right. Uh, I went to a lot of games. And I just, I've always loved baseball. I always will love baseball. But there was something about the River Valley, summertime. And we didn't know how good we had it, Reed. Let's be honest. If you went to trapper games as a kid or as an adult, I think we took it for granted because it was here for as long as it was. So what were they started in 81 or 82 and they're here till what, 2004? Um, to have AAA baseball in our city is incredibly fortunate. And you look at it now, there's no AAA baseball in Canada. There's a single A team in Vancouver and, and that's it. There's an independent team in Quebec City and there was an independent team in Ottawa, but I'm not sure if there still is. And there's an independent team in Winnipeg, but that's about it. For minor pro baseball in Canada, we're very lucky. We've got amazing players come through here. And, and I know they had different affiliations over the years, but I think the longest, and I could be wrong, but I think the longest affiliation was with the with then the California Angels. So I remember so many players that I would go watch, and then I would see them, you know, a year or two down the road play for the Angels. So I thought that was special that we got to see all those players. And then the visiting teams, of course, you got to see a lot of future uh, Major League ball players. And it was our little park down in the River Valley. I mean, it's Remax is really fancy and nice now, and the Riverhawks get to play in a great venue. But back then, going to those games and and watching those on a on a hot summer night, usually hot, sometimes not, but whatever, didn't matter. <laughs> Uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and you nailed it, and I was saying that to Kellen earlier. I wonder if anybody could name all the Trappers affiliates in order. I, I, th- I'm sure there's some baseball aficionado that could do it, but they did have the California Angels the longest from 83 to 92. Then they had the Angels again when they were the Anaheim Angels from 99 to 2000. But most of the deals after 92 were, were two-year deals. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, uh, well, they had the A's from 95 to 98. So that was probably 95, 96. So, okay. so probably four or uh, two two-year deals. But the, and weren't they Chicago White Sox the first year? Yes, like 81, because that's when Kittle was here. That's the first that's guy right. I remember is that Ron Kittle, uh, I believe he set the AAA home run record yeah, as a trapper and then won Rookie of the Year next year with the White Sox in 83. Exactly. Yes. And eventually played for the Yankees and was really good. And that's, that is, you know, when they st- that was like in the first year, and you see this guy soon thereafter being a star in the majors, and we got to watch him on a nightly basis here. That's when you knew it was, we were very lucky. It was very special. And I would say baseball fans in Vancouver and Calgary would say the same thing when there was three teams in the PCL where the Calgary Cannons and the Vancouver Canadians, like that's, we were incredibly fortunate. It's that's never coming back. And I understand why from a business point of view, but we were very lucky to have what we have. Yeah. And and I, and I think, I mean, a lot of these other teams were fun. They did well, but in terms of the caliber, and you had players on the way up as opposed to, and I mean, look, pro sports is pro sports, but now having said that, there have been guys out of the CEBL get a look in the NBA, including Xavier Moon, right, who was with the Stingers. So maybe that's the best league we've had since AAA baseball. Some former trappers include, as we talked about, Ron Kittle, Tim Salmon, he was a great player, Devon White, who then uh, was a significant member of the Blue Jays, he stands out um, 
uh, Lee Stevens was here, Kirk McCaskill. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys. I think Bert Blylevin might have been here. Yeah. I don't know for Dante very long. Bichette? Wasn't uh, Bo Bichette's Dante Bichette here? did yeah. come through. Hubie Brooks, I forgot about him. I just yeah. found a list of guys. Uh, David Eckstein, I think he was good. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, did I say Wally Joyner? I mean, he'd be a top yeah, five all-time Wally, trapper. So yeah. Exactly, Wally Joyner was. I remember when Moose Stooping was the the manager. Oh. That, that was awesome. That's I love amazing. Moose Stooping. Yeah. Uh, did, Jason Giambi as well, gentlemen. Right. Well. Yeah. Did you? That's did, right. Did Wally Joyner win an MVP? He won. Yeah, he no, won he, something. No, he, he didn't. He won something. Did he win like a rookie? I thought I'm Wally Joyner won something. Try, well, he was pretty darn good though. He should have won something. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he should have won something. He was a good player. All right. Cam Moon hopping on the show tonight. Uh, Memorial Cup's underway. Quebec and Kamloops. You, you got a you – f- I know it's a short term, but you're probably irritated I'm going to ask this. You got a favorite in this four-team field? Well, it's t- – like I watched some of the Q final and I watched some of the O final. So I, I have a you – know, a- snippet of information on those teams so it's hard to say when you don't watch like I, I've watched Seattle this year multiple times and I've watched Kamloops multiple times so I have a bit of a read on those teams um, so I, I, I don't know that I can say with certainty like I wouldn't run to the to the betting window with with my information here is what I'm saying but Seattle's got to be right up there. I know. I know the WHL hasn't won since the Oil Kings won it, um, and it's been you know a, a long haul here. But I look at that Seattle team and that lineup, and, and you know they just won the WHL championship and deservedly so. But when you have that kind of depth, and I think they're pretty healthy. I mean, who really knows? But uh, with the depth that Seattle has, they've got to have as good. As, chances any i mean Cowan's the home team and they had a very good team this year too they went to the western conference final and they lost to seattle but no shame in that um i mean and they're at home and they've just been able to take that last round off and and get completely healthy but i don't know i look at that that seattle team and i think they'll be a tough out how do you as someone who covered major junior for a long time and uh, what you called uh, the one Memorial Cup? You called the Memorial Cup the Rebels won. You called the one they hosted, right? Yeah. So, but then you have a year like last year when St. John is out in the first round in the queue, changes yeah. their coach <laughs> for the Memorial <laughs> Cup, breaks in the U Sports guy, yeah. and wins the Memorial Cup. And they're going to be remembered as, you know, 50 years from now, nobody's going to know how it happened. Well, that was the best team in junior hockey. Like, how does that get processed and received within the ranks of Major Junior? Okay, well, if you go over the course of time since they've gone to this format, and it has been a very long time where they've had a host team. Yes. It started in the very late 70s, early 80s. Um usually the best team wins. You know what I mean? So a team that loses out in the first round, they don't normally win this thing. Yes, it does happen. And yes, it's a bit of an outlier. Uh, they try to do it that when you, when you set up the host team, that you know they're going to be pretty good. You know, they, they're going to be a, a competitive club. Uh, the Red Deer hosted 
they lost out in the Eastern Conference Finals. So they went three rounds. Same with Kamloops this year. They went three rounds. Those are good teams. Uh, so you're, you're right in the mix. You're into the final four. So it's legitimate. And those years, like the year Red Year hosted, they didn't win the tournament. They lost in the semifinal. Uh, London Knights won it with uh, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, so I, I would say for the most part, the best team usually wins this thing. And I would also say it's important, I think. I think it's important for the teams that win their three respective leagues to celebrate that. If you win the OHL championship, you should celebrate the fact that you won the OHL championship. That's four rounds of best of sevens that it's difficult. It's very hard to do. And the fact that you go to a tournament like this where now it's no longer best of sevens, and if you lose the first game, you better win the second game. Otherwise, you're looking at being ousted quite early. So the pressure really cranks up, and only one team's going to win it anyway. Uh, I think it's important to um, to celebrate those league championships. I, you know, this year I mean, Kamloops is in as a host team. I think they're a legitimate club that will be, you know, right in the mix with those three league champions. So it's not perfect, the format. It's not perfect, but I understand the why it is that way, and it's that way so you can sell tickets and then you can make sure you have a full building because you have a host team and you've had it. You know it's going to be there, and because you have the host team, ticket sales are going to be better. This thing in Kamloops. All the games are going to be full. Well, all the tickets will be sold. It's the same thing in Red Deer, and that's important. So, yeah, it's. I understand it's not a perfect format, but it seems to work. All right. Good answer, Mooner. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying hard here. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job. I'm digging uh, deep on a Friday night. I can't move toward your site, Inside Sports on uh, 630 Chat. I know you uh, had an extended appearance with uh, Stoff yesterday on Oilers Now. You'll be on his show and mine throughout the summer. Your, your, your schedule permitting, of course, uh, yeah. and, and your fee allowing it. But, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so year, you're, you're very expensive, and, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The free 99 and open every night. Yeah, yeah. I'll see if I can swing it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Uh, what... First of all, uh, Stanley Cup final will include yeah. the Florida Panthers. I, I brought this up with with other guests, so I'll just throw it to you this way. Sure. Um, the Calgary Flames, like it's it's going to be interesting because they're so closely linked with Florida because of that trade now. And then uh-huh. if you look at the overall standings, Calgary actually finished ahead of Florida. <laughs> And Calgary's yeah. season is considered a disaster. And Florida might win the Stanley Cup. It's like, is this just prove again, just make the tournament? Or you're like, what, what do you think seeing what the Panthers have done? Well, yeah. And if Pittsburgh didn't lose that game to Chicago late, Florida wouldn't even have got in. Like, the margins are thin. And I said this to Bob yesterday on the show. The margins are, like, way for thin once you get down to this part of the tournament especially that you know maybe your goalie gets hot or somebody gets on a bit of a run where they're really feeling it whatever it takes that puts you over the top and and then that's the biggest difference I, I see from junior to the NHL and junior a team that barely gets into the playoffs yeah they're probably losing in the first round they're not going to the league final they're just not they never do because the margins are wider. There's a bigger discrepancy between the really good teams and then the middle of the pack teams. Whereas in the NHL, the difference between a team that you know, finishes, say, seventh in the conference to a team that finishes first or second, there's not a big gap there. So 
So if a goalie gets hot, like Sergei Bobrovsky is having an amazing playoff, even though he didn't start the playoffs on the ice, uh, he can he can take them a long way, and you've got a guy like Matthew Kachuk playing out of his mind, and you know, good for him. Like that's that's amazing. That's gonna be tough. It'd be tough for for I understand Calgary fans would be frustrated in that their team didn't make the playoffs, even though they had more points in Florida, and seeing the success of uh, Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett for that matter uh, in Florida, but it's it's thin. Like there's it's not a big difference here. Um, what do you think of what Aiden Hill has been able to do? Oh, if you had told me, Reed, going into the playoffs, that Aiden Hill would have his team on the brink of a Stanley Cup final, that Aiden Hill was going to get him there, I, I would have said no chance. And yet here he is. That's a credit to him. He's played really well. Uh, he's worked incredibly hard to to put himself in that position. You look at what uh, Vegas has done with their, well, they had five different goaltenders win games for them this year. You know, Aiden Hill is you know, probably fourth on the list of goalies. And here he is uh, having this incredible run and playing just amazing, uh, amazing goaltending at this point. So, I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think that was a likely scenario. Here it is. That's a credit to the player. Uh, it's a credit to the team for having the foresight to acquire him in the off season. But maybe you're going to need him down the line. And as it turns out, they did regular season, and more importantly, here in the playoffs, it's turned out to be a, a very uh, you know savvy move by Kelly McCrimmon to bring in Aiden Hill, a WHL graduate with the Portland Winterhawks. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mooner, thanks for doing this. Before I let you go, we'll tie this all together. Wally Joyner Joyner finished second in American League Rookie of the Year voting in 1986. Do you know who won it that year? No. Played for the A's. Rookie? Yeah. 86? A's. No. Canseco. He was a rookie in 86? 33 home runs, 117 RBIs, stole 15 bases, only batted 240. But if he made contact, he was probably going a ways. <laughs> wow. You know who finished third? Here's a, here's a blast from the past. Mark Eichhorn of the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, baby. I remember Mark Eichhorn. <laughs> Went 14-6 and six with a 1.72 ERA. That's good. Oh, wow. I like it. Hey, one of these days, you going to have me in studio or what? Yeah, whatever you want. I thought you were going to show up tonight, quite frankly. <laughs> I thought you were just going to roll in. Hey, put me well, on. Okay. I was going to, but I, I've, got, I've got some stuff to get to here this evening. Okay. I actually got something on the cooker. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry for keeping you. All right. Thanks, buddy. No, it's all good, but I'll, I'll come in studio. Yeah, please do. Thank you. See you, okay. buddy. Okay, later. That is Cam Moo checking in play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Oilers on 6:30. Chet and the Oilers radio network he and Jack Michaels share those duties and of course uh, before joining us Mooner the uh, longtime play-by-play voice for the Red Deer Rebels as Quebec has scored first at the Memorial Cup to take a one nothing lead on the host Kamloops Blazers we got to call a quick timeout it's Inside Sports on Chet. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Yeah, I love a little bit of Fozzie on a Friday night. Hope you're doing great. Elks game tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to the Stingers game on Sunday as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in this evening. 780-496-0063. Been having a little bit of fun here with your favorite now defunct or moved on Edmonton Minor Pro Sports Team. Do we have anything else rolling in, Kellen? Just a lot of memories coming in on uh, their uh, fans' experiences at uh, a lot of these games and that stuff in the past. Uh, we've got Robert texting in and says, we rented a minor hockey bus, brought down 18 Bantam players to a Trapper game, and came from Fort Nelson, B.C. Ended oh. up watching a doubleheader. Boys and parents had a great time. We hit the water park, went to the mall. Most of the Bantam hockey players also played baseball. So there you go. That is from Robert. Oh, cool. Did he say what year that was? Uh, he did not. Okay, still pretty cool. For, where did he say? Fort Nelson? Fort Nelson, B.C. Fort yes. Nelson, B.C. I wonder how long of a drive that is. Uh, let me see if I can quickly find that. Fort Nelson to Edmonton. And while you're doing that, James texted in and said that he remembers watching Albert Bell play there. Can't remember who he was playing oh. for at that time. But <laughs> the bad right. boy, Albert Bell. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's about 11 hours uh, driving Fort Nelson to uh, Edmonton. Oh, that's cool. That's a really cool story. Okay. Oh, boy. Keep those coming in, 780-496-0063. You can give me a call if you feel like it, too. We'll uh, have some more fun with that in the final half hour. A little bit more on the Elks as they get ready for the Bombers tomorrow afternoon. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet.